Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter, or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Liam's come through. Israel, is he? His record as head coach for the Chiefs and the All Blacks is awful. When he coached you, he was an assistant. Maybe that's his best role. And Liam? Maybe that is his best role. An assistant maybe his best role. Um, he coached me in his head coach role um, career. It has been, you know, pretty pretty wavered at the moment. But, hey, I've been coached and, and he's a good man. He's a good man and maybe he hasn't got the back room uh, quite right. That's, and a, that's a great text, him. is he? That is a, honestly, mm. that there is a great text. His mm. best role as an assistant, I'll tell you why. My best, my best role was an assistant. All right. I was I wasn't ready for head coach. Um, I've always said that. I don't hold any any um, qualms about saying that. But I was a very good assistant. You know what I mean. Yeah. So sometimes you do, mate. That's that's your role. Like know your role. Know you sit on the bus. We talk about it all the time. And I just think what the point you're making in and around the assistants, man, they got to be good. They've so got to be I've really good. Kempi, you've coached. You've coached. So what 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 is the Biggest difference from when you're head coach to, to being a why, why would you, you know, what? why is it like that? Well, why were you a better assistant than head coach? Well, head coach has to be bad cop and good cop. You know, he has to, he has to be able to walk in and out of that realm um, without holding on to any emotion, whereas the whereas assistant is good cop. You know what I mean? So yeah. you've got to have the players on your side uh, 24-7. You've got to be there for them and you've got to be giving them the knowledge that they need so that they trust you because you're doing all the an- analysis and you're delivering on on um, tactics. You know, I've, I've done both offence and defence. I'll never forget, we are playing Newcastle um, one year up at Newcastle and I'd been watching Newcastle year. Joey was on fire. Joey was on fire up Newcastle, but... I'd worked out this offensive game plan, and I said, we're just going to go behind the ruck, OK? And I went and talked to the middle players. I talked to Jerry Susu, and I said, you're going to lead us down the middle of the ruck. Just get off one off the ruck, get to the A defender and chop off your outside foot and go directly back behind the ruck. And we're going to make them travel back an extra two metres on every tackle so that Joey can't get on the front foot, and he's going to, we're going to tire him out by making his middle work really, really hard so they can't carry the ball out. They've got to go back another two metres. So if you add it over a period of time, it gets more distance that they have to travel, and they tired. And Jerry come off the off the pitch. We won that game, and Jerry come off the pitch and just went pitch and just went. Great game game plan, Kempi. 
You know what I mean? Mm. And they and and you've got to have that trust because you're basically asking to follow follow you with something that they you know they just want to play football, but you got to you they got to understand what you where you're going and trust that you you're sending them in the right place. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally, totally agree with you there. The good cop, bad cop probably rings out for me. Like, <clears throat> Fozzie, I've, I've touched on him before. He's a lovely guy. He's a lovely bloke. <clears throat> Sorry, I just had to have a cough there. Um, he's, a, he's a good man. And, and I, like, he's a good cop. He, like, he can be a good cop easily. But when it comes to the situation where he's got to be bad cop, that's the one question mark that I probably had. Like, I've never really seen him fire up. I've never really seen him... Um, demand the best and expect the best, you know, when it comes to a situation when things aren't going quite right. Whereas Steve Hansen, mate, wow, you wouldn't want to get on the bad cop side because he's just ruined you and just put you in your place uh, from the get-go. So that's the only question marks that I had with Fozzie was he's able to be the good cop, but when it comes to being the bad cop, he probably struggle in, in that area. But overall, I, I, I feel like he's a good coach, but you've touched on it with the with the tactical side of things, the technical side of things. Maybe the assistants aren't quite doing that, and we'll have to wait and see. So yeah, yeah, and and look, a lot of the boys, especially in my area, because they're such good blokes. You know, Monty Owen, um, Sione, Ali. We had a premiership winning side. They don't talk about it, you know, because they that's yeah. their that's their culture. You know, they they're not going to say bad things about people. But me and Ando had good cop, bad cop down pat. Like, he could scream and kick holes in walls like there was no tomorrow, mate. And he would come into changing rooms and he would rip threads off players. I mean, like, say things to them that was borderline. You, you, I, I would sit, stand there uh, sometimes and think, mate, someone's going to get up and smack you in a minute if you don't be quiet. Because um, he never came from the game and he didn't really understand the culture, but he'd take it right to the line. Take it right to the line. And the amount of times that I, I followed blokes into another room because they had had enough and had to cuddle them and say, hey, look, this is what he's saying. Okay, we need you to go out there. We need you to do this. Okay, don't don't take those words to heart. Now just get out there and show them that you can do it. And then they'd go out and they'd perform, mate. And it was like the amount of, amount of times we had to repair holes and doors and, and, and footwells, you know, down the bottom underneath just because Ando would lose, lose the plot. Unbelievable. You know, he ran that line really really well and we got the best out of players you know the, the problem with that good bad um good cop bad cop is that it needs to it has to evolve and unfortunately yeah. for ando it never evolved um back in back in our day so yeah man it's a it's a real fine line these days with with your coaches and how you get your mix right you know it's got me thinking uh, i love that coaching round because they they're really smart people you know they're analytical brains mm-hmm. um i look at what billy slater's done you know he's He's come into the coaching arena with no experience yet. What he did with his Maroons team on Wednesday night has probably done more for him as a coach of the future than you know any PhD or, or study that he's going to do how to be a coach um, will ever get him. And for me, that's mm. that's the I reckon that at international level, as and you know this, when you're playing that high level football, now you know when you said you look in the mirror and they see that guy looking back at you. I remember that. I remember standing in the mm. Ponamu over in the shore playing Australia in in, um, in Auckland and all I could think about, you know, I'm up against Mel Meninga today and, you know, man, he's the best centre in the world. You know, I've got to go out there and I'm looking back at myself in the mirror and going, you know, this little kid from Waitara going through my, my life, you know. Jeez, man, who would have thought you're standing out there in front of it and by the time I'd finished looking at myself, I'm going, yeah, man, you got it. <laughs> let's, get, let's get out there. 
and it's just that you've got to get that to that just that next level. And I reckon a, co- a really good coach does that for people. You know, they take yeah, them coach, just that little bit further. A, a coach that inspires. And look, if I'm going to be <clears throat> sorry, completely honest about uh, Scott Robinson, like Scott Robinson has built a, a world class coaching team around him. You've got Jace Ryan, who I arguably think is the best Ford coach in the world. He is currently the best Ford coach in the world. He's coaching Fiji at the moment. The, what he's been able to do, yes, he's got quality players in the Crusaders, but what he's been able to do, you think four to five years, no one has scored a rolling more try against the Crusaders. And, and, and there's no magical formula to that. I've spoken to guys in the line Kieran Reid, big influence on that line It's all upstairs, mate. It's all upstairs. Getting your body and, and your head into those dark crevices in that mall and just stopping and the want to stop them getting over the line every single time. And like so, so, so Robinson has built a world class team around him. If I'm going to be completely honest, Scotty, he isn't probably he he knows the game and he's innovative with what he does, but he's not really probably the most tactical and technical coach I've ever had. But what he's able to do is he's able to inspire, like Billy Slater, inspire his players, get a real deep connection with them that is more than just rugby; it is it is life, and that's what the best coaches do, and that's how you 100%. get the best out of them. And Giggers come through. Sorry, Louis. Giggers come through and ask me the question: Can you tell us what Fozzie is actually like as a coach? Is he a people person? Is he approachable? Can the players relate to him? Can he g up the boys when needed and be honest? Uh, from my personal experiences, Gig, he is. He is a coach that is a, a people. He is very, very approachable. But his biggest asset, and this is only speaking from my experiences, he is loyal. He is loyal to you and to to to, to his team members. Through and through, mate. He showed me loyalty throughout the years when I was playing horrible, horrible. And he had a real uh, care for me. And he gave me the time when other coaches would just threw you under the bus and, and threw you out. But he believed in me. So he is loyal. He's approachable. The only hard thing is, is when it's when he needs to be tough. Can he be tough? He grabbed me a little bit. But was I scared? Probably not. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> look, uh, only coach I was ever scared of was my old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so look, for, for me, from my experience, I, I, I do think Fozzie is a good coach. 0800-150-811. Come through on the Kennard Tire phone line. And personal experiences at any level, what, what does a coach do for you and what do you want your coach to do for you? And, and, and where does that connection come from? And do you see that anywhere at top-level rugby at the moment? Right now, the choices for in poll is in the app. You can go click on the Izzy and Kempe for Breakfast stream and let us know who the best international rugby head coaches at the moment because there's an argument to be made that the best coaches in the world aren't coaching at international level at the moment which is a strange one. Uh, there's some great texts here, one from Aparahama Morning boys, Sean Edwards is a key part of the successful team setups in recent years. Wales and now France, not a head coach but he should be. Yeah, great call Sean Edwards is doing a hell of a job and it is equally just about as Izzy and Kempe have explained what an assistant coach does or the technical staff do for a head coach there's a good conversation to be had here about RTS men, and we've unfortunately the All Blacks have decided that they, we can't have anybody this morning, so it's a bit of a shame at quarter past eight. But um, we can. Should we have a conversation around Roger Tuivasa Sheik instead? Yeah, look, I don't mind having a conversation about RTS. I'm, you know, I'd like to hear your thoughts, especially as he, you know, going into. A, he's been in this 
exact situation, one one all going into a, a final test match and looking across the board because as a player you would look across the board going, have I got the team and the teammates that we can we can go out there and do do a job. So what are your thoughts, Izzy? Wow, it's um look, and also I probably didn't I didn't pick him to be to be on the bench. Um you know, like in a, in a decider, probably a little bit uh too soon. Uh the when he when he's taking that twenty three role, he is covering a couple of positions. Obviously, midfield is where he's played all of his rugby um, when he's come back to rugby. So that's most likely where he's going to go and play when he gets an opportunity. Look, he's got an opportunity. You back him. Do I believe and trust in him? Yeah, 100%. I believe he's got the skills and the games uh, to go out there and put on a performance. Um, but only time will tell. And there's been a message come through, like SBW, he obviously had a whole lot more build-up when he came to the game. Went to Toulon, went to Canterbury, played a hell of a lot of NPC, got a bit of Super Rugby under his belt, and then went on uh, and played for the All Blacks. And still, when he was playing for the All Blacks, after all that rugby, he still had a lot to learn. RTS has a hell of a lot to learn, let's be honest. Is 12 his position? We don't know. I, I fully believe that he needs to be on the outsides, but that's only my belief. And there's always been the question mark whether he can kick. Well, Severis... He's showing he can learn and he can kick. So there is room for improvement. And, um, yeah. There's a good text here from Mark. RTS really did need that early rugby and NPC. And I agree, Mark. The thing that interests me about him wearing 23 is, you know, by default, we might see him in his best position, which is the right wing. (laughs) There's a chance Mm. or on the wing. There's a a very good chance here that by the structure, if you look at where the All Blacks players in this back line, the utilities play, that he might have to start his All Blacks career on the wing, which is where a lot of us think that his best rugby might be played eventually. So there actually could be a light at the end of the tunnel in general. Mark reckons he should have been loaned out once the Auckland season was cancelled <laughs> because he hasn't been exposed to enough rugby. And Kempe, you've played a lot of first 15 rugby. Then, you know, you understand the difference between the sports, the codes. No, nothing can, can compare to on-field time in the saddle, right? Well, do you remember Jonah Lomu's um, first test match? You know, when, he, when he, they picked him and they put him on the wing, I think it was against the French. Um, and just, you know, was like, wow. Ragdolling people? Well, no, he just got found out. You know, oh, he got right. found out and was up against a very good side and and we all knew he could play. And you, I can hear what everyone's saying. You know, Roger hasn't had the time. This is international football. It's the All Blacks. It's the pinnacle. All I would say, okay, all I would say, you are currently sitting fourth in the world. You're not sitting in number one. You've got a, you've got a player of Roger's calibre and through the group that's here and has been given a chance. So in the context of it, you're not you're not the sitting at the top. He hasn't really made the All Blacks if they're sitting at the top. Would would Roger make the team if you were number one in the world? I probably don't think so. So selection in around putting Roger in that side, you've got to put that into context. What they've asked from Roger, given the context that they're sitting fourth in the world, probably lower is he. I reckon they're sitting sixth. Um, you, you, you said that you've had him in fifth. I think Roger, you know, being the professional that he is, given the position that the All Blacks are in, I think he still does a job for them. That's my personal belief. If he gets called on, I think he does a job for them, given the given the context that they're actually sitting fourth in the world. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I agree. You, you, you did right. Uh, if they were number one, if they were number one, they would have consistency in selection. At the moment, we still that's, that's exactly don't right. Know. <laughs> 
we still don't know who our top team is, and this is an opportunity to see what Rogers got and, and to see if the decision for him to come over and have a crack is the right one. And, and look, he's a quality player. He's an athlete, mate. He's he's played a ton of NRL. He's totally different code, but he's still the same skill sets. Catch the ball, run. Obviously, the ruck is, is hugely difficult. Catch the ball, run, mate. That's his biggest asset. Get the ball, run hard. I just hope, because he's gone to 12, he's had to change his body shape. You know, he's had to really work on his muscle, getting bigger so he can withstand those those quali- uh, those big contact area. I just hope he hasn't lost his speed because we haven't been able to see him just really open up and showcase his biggest asset, which is his footwork. So um, time will tell. He's got an opportunity to go out there and prove the doubters wrong, and I hope he does. Yeah, a totally unscientific and unexpert opinion for me, but I actually worry that we'd com- he's been completely misused in, to, in rugby union to this point. I really do. Mm. I want to see him unshackled. I want to see him in space. Same. Same. I, 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 I just, I still can't, no matter how much is explained Bloody to me. GPS units. Well, like so much. <laughs> it can be explained to me time and time again, but I can't get it. All right, let's round up with some texts and then head off and come back. Uh, <laughs> this is a good text. Uh, there's a couple of good texts here. Let's round them off and come back with Paul Mawadi on the other side. Is he, uh, is he your favourite coach and what level you've heard as he talk about? Scott Robertson versus Ian Foster. Uh, thanks, Grant, for your message. Uh, Straddy says, morning, boys. You can't have a clown coach in the Wax. Louis, you can coach Canterbury. He won't get the job. I beg, Fozzie. Thanks, Straddy. Are you calling me the clown? Do you know or? what, Louis? I'm going to jump in right now, and there's a message come through. NRL interviewed their coaches during the State of Origin game live. All Blacks can't even give you a player to interview a day out. That's pretty average. You know what? From a past player, that is horrible. Average. Average. They pulled out 10 minutes before we were met to interview them. Now, I know this is not the new guy's fault, whatever his name is in the media, uh, manager, Matt Manikia. But, mate, people have already had enough of rugby. Come on, man. You're better than that. Yeah, it's your job. I'm just going to say it. It's your job. And, so and look, they're unfor- you signed up for it. There are unforeseen circumstances, but it isn't really good enough. We are trying to service New Zealand sport and rugby fans. And don't worry. Hey, I'll carry this on off here. We can move this away. We don't need to bore people with the uh, the politics of the media. But right now, it is 22 minutes past 9pm in Scotland. And Patrick Cantlay is teeing off on the 18th. He's one under. Jordan Spieth's on the 17th. Uh, what's going on? Why? I oh know Jordan Spieth's on the 18th as well. Why is the play so slow? Cameron Young is eight under at, um, at the Open. He's leading two shots on McElroy, six under. Cam Smith is five under. Scheffler, four under. Uh, and we've got a following pack at four under as well. But they're still playing at 25 minutes past nine at night. Crazy stuff. It's 25 minutes past eight in the morning here. Loving your messages on double eight double three. We'll get back to them with Paulie Mwadi after this. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. There you go. You can uh, win a Tesla by buying the Lipo sachets from Kimmer's Warehouse. That's pretty loose. Elon Musk, I wonder if he had anything to do with that. Right. Uh, TAB.co.nz is where you can go to bet on all things sport and racing. Now, they've just finished up at 9.30 at night at the Open. That is quite remarkable. That's how slow the players. I heard that the reason that the players were so slow was because of... um, I guess the fairways all being next to each other and lots of balls going across and lots of players having to wait around at the tees. So we know how frustrating it is when you play golf and you have to wait at the tee boxes. 
I think that would be just as frustrating at a major Open, especially the 150th Open. So pretty disappointing there. Uh, we're going to catch up with Pip Morris, I assume, from the TAB in a wee bit. I think it wouldn't be Paulie. That's why we don't have him on the line. But a couple of good texts here to get through. Is he? Hi, guys. Tony Brown is a great assistant coach, and when he's head coach, he struggled. He has spoken about being the best assistant coach, but is reluctant about head coaching. That's from Jamie, and that's exactly what you and Kempe are talking about, right? Yeah, some, some people enjoy the head coaching role and Kempe's uh, been vulnerable in sharing his thoughts on it as well. Like, some people are made for it, some aren't, and, and that's okay. And maybe that might be the question for, for Fozzie uh, and, and people going forward. But, mate, we've got some quality uh, coaches in New Zealand and some quality assistants. Like, you think, I mean, when I was back at the career, I hate going back, but, you know, we had Razor, we had Leon as assistant, we had... We had um, Ronan O'Gara as assistant. They've gone on to have really successful careers as head coaches. So some are able to make that that change and some aren't. And only you know that. Only you know that as a, as a, as a person. So great messages coming through, Louis. Uh, a couple here, Dave. This is from Dave. This is speaking to your point, Kempe, around RTS. Here, here, Kempe. Sunny Bill Williams also had Tana Umanga as a mentor. I hope RTS is getting set, uh, isn't getting set up to fail. Remember his first game against the Canes, he got found out. Well, that, that's another... I'll tell you what, the text machine today, the the um, whanau on point. Like, why is the Sonny Bill Williams in camp for Roger? Uh, not one, but imagine having him in camp in the gym. He's about to beat Paul Gallon up. Pumping, pumping weights out, getting the boys up, just breeding um, and that enthusiasm that he brings. Like, that, this, this is the point that I'm trying to make. If, you know, for me, when I look at the All Blacks, and I've always benchmarked against the All Blacks, it's in the positions that I've had, I've had, who else do I benchmark against? Well, the All Blacks are the pinnacle. They always have been since I was four years old. You know what I mean? So you're benching against the best. What I'm, the point I'm making, stop accepting medioc- mediocrity when you're the best. Like your best assistant, seriously. Your best head coach. Your best mentors. Like, if you're, if you're being benchmarked at the best then don't put second-rate people in there. That's That just doesn't make sense. Hey, I think you're speaking for a lot of New Zealand rugby fans right now, which is why we've had the biggest week of kind of unrest we've had in a long time, and that's why this test match tomorrow for the players, for the coaches, for everybody is such a big deal. And we've got many more messages to get through after this. Here's the news with Aroha for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. And we'll get to Pip Morris from tab.co.nz on the other side. 29 away from 9. Kempe, loving the passion this morning from you, mate. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.